Within the multiverse sits a fantastic magical realm, a place we call Hearth. This is the world of Megas Elgar. Seeking to prevent disaster, he and his colleagues hunt for stamps, scientific tools augmented with magical power. Their tale continues here, Episode 6, Academia Adages. When we last left our heroes, the Magus and his companions had rescued their first stomp, a radio gifted with the ability to attune to ether. However, the device was severely damaged in a struggle with the giant nugget raptors. But Dr. Horatio and Magus Elgar are undeterred. We find them in Arcademia, bizarre for the magical, searching for a way to tune the rescued ether radio to help locate more stamps. Cruise! Incantations! Palpens! Come to do his hexables for a deal like no other! We've got things to do! Take the burnish! And the burnish out of blood! Try intox stain removal! Wait to become our masterful magus! Try Wisnotes! A summary of the greatest tomes in an easy-to-view booklet! Wisnotes! Title pending! The newest in pixie guidance! POS 9.1! Now with over 90 songs and sonnets! Memorized to sing back to you! Oh, I'll take the pixie. My POS 8.0 can't remember a tune if its life depended on it. Ah, breathe it in, Doctor. <laughs> Can't you smell the knowledge in the air? Just waiting to be claimed. Academia is one of my favorite places in all of Hearth. Spells, books, and trinkets of wonder. All sold like so many bacon-flavored treats at a carnival. And quite possibly just as dangerous for your health. I'm trying my hardest to enjoy it, Megas. I, I do mean this, but... Uh, did, did we have to teleport here? It's the best way to travel. As long as you close your eyes to the madness on the journey. You did close your eyes before we left, right? No, you didn't tell me to close my eyes. Well, it's a given that you should. Teleport spells usually use the unblinking as a shortcut between folds and dimensions. Oh, horrible eyes everywhere, everywhere. Oh, all staring and judging me. How could you continue to function knowing such a place exists? Hmm, that's the thing about the unblinking. It really doesn't seem to care about other planes unless it discovers something it's never seen before. Is that why I suddenly remember a disembodied eyeball watching me for every waking moment of my life? <laughs> oh, that's exciting! I've taken a liking to you! <laughs> the crying again... Come on, you told me we needed something to fix the stamp. Doctor, focus! Sorry, sorry, you're right. Stiff up a lip. <clears throat> there. Now, I tried repairing the radio, but without my tools and some super glue, I, I'm unsure where to start. Then again, if I tried putting it back together the old-fashioned way, we could lose its effect entirely, or worse, exacerbate its balmy-making capacity. So perhaps we could find a spell that can teach me how to reconstruct it partially. Just enough to pick up ether. It's high time I try my hand at a wizardly solution. And why exactly do we need it fixed? 
Based on all the screaming gibberish I was making last time, the Ray D.I.O. in my brain are uncognigenial. Uncongenial is what I was trying to say. Well, if we were to, say, attune it to a particular ether frequency, say, the anomalous readings of a stamp, we could locate them quickly and accurately. I still don't see why we won't have me fix it. Do you even know what a radio does? <laughs> of course. It's a demon trapped inside a box that channels the voices of the ether into pure insanity. A unless you're listening to the Christian evangelist fortune teller I pick up near the college at home, you couldn't be further from the truth. Though I'll require your assistance. I can't tell what half these people are trying to sell. Why does this place look like a, a, an Arabian bazaar anyway? I honestly don't think it's that strange, Doctor. Arcademia is a magical exchange where the most dangerous and enticing of spells are sold to the highest bidder. Among other necessary accessories, or ness accessories, as I like to call them. There's a man selling cookbooks over there. It's probably a magical cookbook. Cooking is integral to what wizards do. Oh, really? Name a magical meat. Okay, it's probably a regular cookbook, but knowledge is knowledge, and there's no place better for that than here. Fair enough. So, where are the books about repairing complex devices? Ah, what about him? What about me? Wizard Quack! I should have recognized you under that ridiculous hat. You wizard types go overboard with headwear. And you, Magus, with your deleteriously gaudy robes. Are you a magician or simply preparing for bed? I could say the same for your robe. You dress like you're preparing for a country ball. <clears throat> this is magical attire of the highest pedigree. Gentlemen, please, please. Why are you making fun of each other's clothes? A respected magician can be measured by his fine taste in clothing alone. It's a thing we do. You, a mere trousers haver, would not understand. What are you even doing here? I thought wizards hoarded knowledge, not sold it. A mind as small as yours could not possibly fathom the relevance of my presence here, dimensional interloper. He's here to gloat. Gloat? You're not here to sell your books? Absolutely not. A wizard cannot be a wizard without everyone comprehending the vastness of the knowledge he possesses. So I set up a shop with the sampling of my finest books, just to show how ignorant the masses are compared to my brilliance. Each book represents 50 years of experience from an expertly crafted soul devoted to knowledge. Priceless tomes. These plebeians couldn't hope to afford- Get away from those, you sheep! <laughs> well, I suppose that's one reason to- why are half of these covered in sap? It's caramel. As a consumer of knowledge, some of the lesser rare books need easier digestion. Don't judge me! That's sick! But why would you bring all these rare books to a public area? Aren't you worried about thieves and other wizards? These books were cared for, nurtured and raised by me. Their loyalties are without question. Besides, if anyone happens to purloin a tomb without my consent, their hands are teleported to another dimension. Put your hand into my hands! Oh! Knowledge cannot be stolen, only earned! Contemplate this as you grieve for your lack of hands! <laughs> <laughs> 
Arabians. Well, it's nice to see that you are enjoying yourself, Quaff. I'm sure even an amateur like you needs to feel proud of himself every once in a while. So what books would you like to witness today? I can't resist the idea of a magus groveling over my collection. Actually, we're trying to fix my radio, but its effects in heart have made it quite dangerous to recreate. I need a spell that can allow me to repair it without bringing all of its magic back. Uh, is that possible? My eyebrows ascend. You're asking for my assistance. <laughs> Need I remind you that you and your sedacious harlot are agents of the unblinking that destroyed my house? You're still on about that? That was nearly three weeks ago. Elements, I destroyed the doctor's house and he's moved on. Only because I accept that Quaff was to blame. You feign helplessness only to pry on the confines of my dresser. Those fabrics are liberating, and I'll not have you contaminate their innocence. Calm down, you two. There's no point in going on about which of you is the chicken or the egg. In the end, you're both poultry. Hmm. <laughs> A par the course, I suppose I should have known. The wizard would have been too much of an amateur to possess anything for my issue. You know, I can see you're trying to trick me, but I don't care. Of course I have something. A magical artifact like that can only be mended accurately through a quadratic logromance spell. Mathomancy? I wasn't aware you studied it. I swear I read the mathematicians' tomes for their articles, not the graphs. I just so happen to possess a book on the subject. Excellent! Oh, excellent! That's rather encouraging. I appreciate that you're willing to work past our differences. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Your misery. Speaking with such pitiful hope as if I would even consider helping you, unholy beast. How dare you! Horatio has no association with anything divine or infernal. He's a perfectly unremarkable man. Okay, ow. No, 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 no. I see you, agent of the unblinking. Standing there with your baleful eyes, planning to watch my every move. I could be sitting pretty in my home, learning the secrets of transcendence, only to find one of your eyes leering down at me, distracting me while I try to enjoy my hallucinations in peace. For what? I'm not some kind of eyeball monster. I only have two eyes. And for two, this radio could help us to stop the destruction of all of existence. Which, if you recall, we tend to need to stand on. The world is expendable in the grand scale of my hatred for creatures beyond my understanding. And you, Magus Elgar. Oh, you nearsighted baboon! This is the last time I assume a well-read fellow would possess an ounce of reason. It's all right, Doctor. Wizard Quaff is clearly delusional. Let's go home and try to get the wooden box to communicate with the dead ourselves. Fine. But know this, wizard. If anyone suffers due to our impeded progress, it will be on your head. Ah! It's on my head! Whoa, it's on my head! <laughs> well time! What is that thing? Oh, you're a cute one, aren't it's you? It's some kind of amorphous, octopus creature made of ink. <coughs> ah, kill it! Ah! Whoa, whoa. Where did it go? <laughs> Serves you right for your hubris of believing you can hold on to property. 
Wait, it has my book of fractal druidic translations. Unhand my child. His spine is far too sensitive for such justice. What's it doing? My god, it reformed its hands after it. It must be someone's familiar. It's acting too deliberately to be some wild animal. What is that? Monster! Ah! I thought you said the book would cut off its hands. I didn't factor anyone regenerating hands so quickly. That kind of spell takes at least a few hours to even start. Oh, hell, would you look at that? Something you didn't consider. Isn't it some kind of taboo for wizards not to be absolute know-it-alls? Gloat later, it's getting away. There's too many people out of my way. Don't cast. You might hit someone. What do we do? What do we do? Allow me. Beautiful peasants, my personal space approaches. Flee, flee for your lives! Oh, it's Wizard Swamp! Don't anger him! Swine before age, maggots. Big deal. You look like a crazed beggar. I beg for no man. There, into that alleyway. All right. It's cornered. We have to be calm, careful, and encourage the creature to trust us. It's it's got some kind of metal ball lodged inside it. Is that its heart? It's entirely possible. Perhaps the metal heart controls it, gives it shape. And so we must remain cautious and gently. Yes. Kill it with fire! Kill it with spikes! The Nazi! Why didn't you cast your spell? All this running jostled my satchel. Bags of holding don't cancel outside movement. Oh, jubilation! There goes my careful alphabetizing. My Tower of Potions are the greatest example of balance and grace. The liquid inside them is so potent, I have constructed the pyramid upside down. And yet, not a thing will knock it over. Would anyone care to test it? There! From the Sanctum Luna Spiker! Well, a little extreme for us. Back on the other side! Coming through! Nice potions, trader! Be careful of the glycerate trader next door! Oh dear! Twelly pull it's moving gracefully into the distance! My pyramid. So beautiful. It's not working! It just keeps absorbing and dodging! Don't either of you know what kind of creature it is? Of course not! Do you think this kind of insanity is common in half? Considering the Nugget Raptors, you've given me no reason to believe otherwise. Use something else! Perhaps a lightning bolt. Party full melee. No, come back. Oh, what are we doing? It's vile. Changing forms too quickly to be hit. Lightning supercharged the core, you fool. No, wait. That's it, Magus. You've never seen this before because it doesn't belong here. Aha! You're both unblinking. Called it! No! It's a stab! This one must have been drawn to the radio! What kind of science 
thing creates something like that? It has to be my ferrofluid. It's the only thing that molds and adjusts to magnetic fields. The metal lump inside it must be giving it focus for its shapes. Fascinations abound. How do we catch it? The idea of its very nature disquiets me. Killing details immediately. You are an educated man pursuing knowledge. Why are you so fixated on killing it? Because if it's dead, I can dissect it. That's knowledge waiting to happen. What? Maybe we could learn so much about it alive. How it eats, for example. If you want to research the amorphous shapeshifter alive and capable of forming sharp bits with any part of its body, be my guest. Either way. That thing looks incredible. Oh, absolutely. Did you see the way it jumped through that pyramid of potions? <laughs> Are you two quite finished? <sighs> the agent of the unblinking can't appreciate the finer things in life. Don't hold it against him. He's a scientist. I'm not fine. But I'm taking the last laugh by saying you two agreed on something. Oh, no blow. That was unnecessary. Anyone see it? There, off in the corner. It's trying to take the shape of a horse. That looks nothing like a horse. Wait, who is that opposite of him? Oh, no. What? What? Who is it? I can't see with the two of you in the way. Keep back. This'll be funny. Stand back, citizens. Magus Trek is here to save you all. Your minister and savior to make you vote for him and such. Quiet God now, creature. Surrender yourself to me. Don't make me ask twice or I shall destroy you post haste. I shall assume your guttural utterances, gutterances, are a clear sign of resistance. So be it. For nothing. That he does not strike her down the well. He does not strike her down the well. You are a worthy opponent, monster. Therefore, I shall take extreme measures. Guard! Defense! What? Defense! Do your duty! Right. Uh, let me just get my sword out. He ate your sword. He ate my sword. Well then, uh, if we are to duel, we shall schedule a time where we can fight on equal ground, yeah? <laughs> You could have told him the fire wouldn't have worked. I could have, couldn't I? We're still waiting for your brilliant plan, creature. All right, all right. Here's the plan. Quaff, you summon one of those metal spikes you've been using. They are spears of the sanctimonious. I don't care what they're called. Magus, the moment Quaff throws his spear, you hit it with a positively charged lightning bolt. Is uh, is there a difference between positively charged lightning and what I normally do? Well, there shouldn't be. Are you too ready? Any day, I'm ready. I'm ready. And you? Prepared your quip, Magus? I'm hovering between what a shocking development and I'm positive you should stick around. How about... Here's your daily supplement of iron. Oh, or maybe that's one shave you'll not get out of. It's not enough. Damn it, which one do we go with? Go, throw, throw it. Um, it are spears. You're bolted to the wall. That's enough for me. Why are these stamps so difficult to make one-liners for? 
That's the problem with puns, Magus. If you want to use them properly, you have to be well-grounded. Without this bit of metal, the ferrofluid won't be able to make a shape strong enough to escape this jar. Well done, Horatio. I clearly didn't give your science enough credit. Hmm. <laughs> and here's your book back, Wizard Quaff. I apologize for any brashness during our efforts. Ah, it's quite all right. My field rarely permits exercise. Did you miss, Father, little one? Let's slide you back into my sack for safekeeping. Lovely. That being said, considering that book would have been long gone without my help. And if it weren't for your insider knowledge of such an abomination, I wouldn't be simulating this gratitude. Very clever, Agent of Unblinking. But I am not so easily duped by your ruse. What? Quaff, you duplicitous fiend! How could we have possibly staged that? I didn't even know about the exploding tent. I don't judge your choice in companions. I just mock you mercilessly for your poor decisions. I keep telling you, that's the same thing. It's all right, Magus. We're just glad to recover another stab. We'll find another way to fix the radio. Are you sure? It's right here. Finding a quadratic logromancy spell could take quite a long time. At least several hours. I'm sure. It's like Wizard Quaff said, knowledge is earned. I'll have to earn that right. A wise sentiment, creature. Now get out of my stall. I have much to pack, and I despise people watching me. That includes you, Baker Jacobson! I have glass eyes. I don't choose where they go. I'm sorry that turned out to be a waste of time. Wizards in this world tend to be paranoid and more than a little antisocial. And Quaff's one of the worst. Oh, that's all right, Magus. I, I've learned that just because Hearth is magical doesn't mean it'll be all whimsical and full of good intentions. Shame about that spell. It'll be quite a pain finding something similar. Will it? <gasps> the spell! You tore a page out? While Quaff was extracting the heart from the ferrofluid, I thumbed through the book and found the quadratic incantation he mentioned. But he said anyone that tried to steal it would have their hands teleported to another dimension. Uh, he, he did, but I didn't steal anything. I retrieved the book for him. I just happened to have accidentally lost one pages. <laughs> oh, Doctor, you sly macaquin. I have no idea what that means, but thank you. <laughs> Uh, though, I can't help but wonder what the ferrofluid wanted with the radio and Wizard Quaff's book. Do you think someone else is looking for stamps? Maybe we can interrogate the little creature. Who are you working for? I, I don't think either of us speak its language. Oh, well, uh, at least we can fix the radio, and we have another stamp to toot with. Radio? We have a restoration spell. First thing we do is indulge in all the desserts we can get our hands on and immediately restore them. We don't even know if the spell works. So, the worst case scenario is we only get one pie. Unless, of course, you want to test the spell on the radio. Hmm? You know what? Why not? We're worth it. Hear that, little blob? We're going to indulge. I always want to eat endless pie. <laughs> endless pie. Endless pie. Endless pie. Ah! Ah! <laughs> God, it mimics voices too. Not all is.
as well in Hearth. With the striker proving to be a big disappointment, Minister Trike is forced to look elsewhere. His unceasing desire for infamy and promotion brings him to the darker side of academia. Assassin's Row. Well, it took me an hour or two, but I got your striker back, sir. Oh, it hardly seems worth the trouble anymore. This thing is utterly worthless. It hasn't helped us a single time. Then why did you make me go swim for it? Because it's mine. I think it's time we take some other measures, Scott. You said someone had contacted you at the well. Uh, yeah. Said that he's got something for us. This way, sir. Are you sure this man is legitimate? Uh, no. That's why we're in an alleyway. Then I want nothing to do with him. Begging your pardon, sir. You lost your magic thing real easy. And my wife's gonna be pissed about me losing her hunting sword. So, if this guy's got something nice for us, we don't got many options. He said he's got a proposition for us after he saw how we tried to handle that shapeshifter thing. It's not my fault you sold off all of those trinkets before I could cherry-pick a good one. That accursed Magus has repeatedly shown me up, and now, Wizard Quaff, they all conspire against me. That could be a coincidence. Impossible! The magically inclined have it out for me, God. This could all be for naught. Magus will try it this way, sir. If this don't work, we can go back to the plan where you cry and I'll get you ice cream. <sighs> Very well. But the moment I smell an ounce of underhandedness, I'm out of here. Well, if you haven't left yet, I'm guessing you won't. Sorry. Nothing. Here's a door. Speak the phrase. Oh, right. <clears throat> Got it right here. Cold Mr. Funt's Punt Cuddy was on the Runty Pond, not a cuddly punt. He'd hunt from the Punt's Cuddy, the pudgy... Good. <sighs> I'm regretting this already. Ooh. Oh, I take it all back. Dark mask, billowing cloak, oozing malice. You're like an evil nightlight. I understand you crave power and wealth. Yes, uh, preferably at the same time. What if I were to tell you that you could have what you want and get revenge on Magus Elgar at the same time? I'd say that I'm on a budget. Seriously, how much will this cost me? No charge. You just have to do a little something. By the time we're done, the Ministry won't have a lake to stand on. That sounds trustworthy. No, it doesn't. That was sarcasm, God. Now, what might your name be, Mysterious Shadow Man? <laughs> you may call me Victus. This will be the start of a beautiful conspiracy. <laughs> 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 uh, come for the paychecks, but I stay for the laughs. In Megas Elgar by Kennedy Phillips, the narrator was played by Rick Cabral. Hecklers, Valerie Hall, Tian Wang, and Mendonna Wright. Megas Elgar was played by William Violetus. Dr. Gra Horatio, Randy Mazarian. Wizard Quaff and Pharaoh Fluid, Kellen Goff. The Thief was played by Bruce Gale. The Potion Salesman, Tian Wang. Jacobison, Steve Siegel. Minister Trike, David Ottavino. Got Ironball and Victus, Brian Stavali. The theme music was created by Hamed Hokumzadeh. Incidental music by Andrew Maz and APM Music. Vocal performance was directed by Andrew Cornell. 
For a full list of credits, please visit MagusElgar.com. Magus Elgar is a Melody Gun production mucked about for the entertainment of listeners like you. Greetings, acolytes. I'm Magus Serling Tenthorn. I truly hope you enjoyed Magus Elgar today. But our magical journey is not over, and neither is yours. If you enjoy the nonsensical antics we're up to on the planetane of Hearth, why not consider supporting our ventures? Visit MagusElgar.com to find more about the world of Hearth, view artwork, get your hands on high-quality episodes, or even just sample the music because you're that particular type of wonderful audiophile that listens to soundtracks instead of real music, like me. Magus Elgar Season 1 is also available wherever audiobooks are sold. We have a newsletter that can keep all you acolytes informed about what is coming next. You can also engage us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. We also have a YouTube page full of videos that talk about all sorts of nifty things in the world of Hearth. You can also help us by giving an honest review on your favorite podcasting platform, or share with your favorite mortal creature or interdimensional traveler. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we hope to see you again.